Welcome to the Between the Dream podcast. I'm your host, Richard Taylor Jr. Today is Monday, July 27th, 2020. Hope that you all are doing well and hope that you've had a great weekend. Um, Before we get started, I want to just say a quick thank you to those of you all who are tuning in for the first time or maybe you're a newer returning uh, listener of the podcast. Thank you so much for coming in and tuning in. I ask that you subscribe on whatever platform you might be listening on. For those of you all that are returning, for those that have been faithful for the longest, thank you so much for your constant support and effort here with the Between the Dream podcast. I'm really excited about today's conversation. I think it's important um, from a few different standpoints, but I wanna give you all a little bit of context first and a backstory. Um, So I've been really paying a lot of attention lately to what's been going on around us as it pertains to the reality that a lot of this online learning is going to continue um, into the fall time with COVID, with everything happening as far as quarantine is concerned. And um, specifically, I started thinking about high school age and, you know, middle school, grammar school age students who will be at home and parents are going to have to take on a longer role and job of being teachers to a degree um, and not necessarily always being teachers, but I think of course, being more intentional when it comes to helping with the assignments of homework or whatever they might have. And um, it got me to thinking about just, you know, growing up myself and other people included. I've had conversations where, you know, we would talk about how, you know, it was one of those things of when a parent, you know, gets frustrated uh, in, in teaching a lesson for whatever reason, they always felt like it was a thing of if I raise my voice or if I repeat the question to you that you just got wrong in a louder tone, then maybe by that it'll cause your brain to magically click and think and get the answer correct. And so I ended up posting um, something real similar to that on social media on Friday, I believe. And I basically said, dear parents, raising your voice um you know, in that moment or yelling the question back is not going to essentially change anything, right? It will not build effective comprehension in your child, just trauma, confusion, and fear. And so even though I'm not a parent, um, I am somebody who has been on the receiving end of this. And I thought that it was a really important conversation to have because I think about how it has affected you know, me early on during that time, but then also thinking about the effects that it's having on students now. And and one of the things that gets me even more concerned now is that, you know, we were joking about this as kids and talking about it from a standpoint of like it happening during, you know, regular life. Like, yeah, we had our own problems. Our, our parents definitely had their own struggles and issues, you know, outside of us. They're dealing with life, bills and everything else. But what I thought was really interesting is that now with everything that's happening with COVID, with this um, massive amount of stress that is being caused by this pandemic, one of the things that we see is that it is so much easier to lose your cool to 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 flame out or to just, you know, completely go off. And I felt like this was an important conversation to have for parents, for co-parents. And, and even for those of you all who might be listening that are dealing with parents who might be like this, right? And so today we're talking about the importance of patience and proper communication with children. And I want to stick to, uh, I want to start off at least with those three points that um, I, I put out there on that post where I talked about fear, confusion, and insecurity. These are three of the things that we will notice uh, almost immediately when it comes to uh what we are instilling or imparting in our children in those moments where 
maybe they've gotten the question wrong several times and you feel like they're not paying attention or maybe they're just not comprehending it and they're confused. But either way, in your mind, you like you should know this or you should have grasped it by now. And they haven't. Right. I want to I just want to talk uh, from the standpoint of fear first. Right. One of the things that we've got to, I think, take a deeper uh, uh, time uh, to understand and to really look at is how in these moments when this happens, um, that 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 raise of tone or the yelling and the screaming to repeat the question, thinking that it's going to get the right answer out of them. Essentially, it's not. But what it does do is that it invokes a greater level of fear to where the pressure to even say the right thing or get the right answer out becomes that much more difficult. And, and simply put, because of the fact that you got to look at it from your own life standpoint, when you're in a moment <clears throat> of facing something that has you you fearful, that has you afraid, um, how, how do you normally respond? Are you at your best in moments as an adult where you you fear something and you are confused and don't know what to do? Probably not, right? It takes time for us to be able to get to a point where we can look our fears in the face and look our fears in the face and be like, okay, you know what? I can handle this. I'm gonna step up to the challenge. Like that takes so much time. Many of us are grown adults and we still get it wrong just like our children do, right? And so I wanna encourage that first and foremost, right? We gotta be very mindful when it comes to the fear aspect, right? And how we are instilling fear into them. So all we're doing is making them afraid. We're making them scared to say anything. And in that, we also gotta understand how fear works. Like fear is not gonna be the thing that puts you in a position to be your best and get the answer right that is a practice and that takes so much time to be able to to gut up the strength or to muster up the strength to um to be able to face fear head on the second piece is confusion right yelling chaos um uh the raising of a voice all of that stuff really does kind of tie into each other and that word chaos is what i want to stick to when we talk about confusion chaos brings about confusion right and so in those moments where we find ourselves you know yelling or screaming or or, or raising our voice and and showing visible frustration right like physically showing that we're frustrated right the the most that you're going to get out of your child or out of any person in that in that moment in time is going to be confusion they're going to try and figure out like what should i say what should i do how should i say it right and so in this sometimes you don't get a response at all from your child and in those moments where you don't get a response that confusion can frustrate you even more because of the fact that it's like okay well now you're just not going to say anything and it's like well it's not, not that i'm not trying to simply put I'm confused I don't know what to say I don't want to say the wrong thing I don't want to get in trouble I don't want to do x y and z and so I think that this is important for us to understand and in, in, in this aspect too when we talk about some things that could be be put out there that could really lead to confusion for our children the third point is that insecurity piece right um, and this works in a few different ways of course they're going to be insecure in the moment where they don't know the answer but when you talk about being able to produce in front of a classroom of students right whether you are sitting in person with them and you have to answer a question or on zoom right many times these types of things like literally are trauma so what happens with our trauma it plays back in our minds we we relive it we think about it all the time what was said what 
was done? How was it said, right? And so I really want to encourage you guys to be mindful because sometimes we can be spilling out our anger and frustration to our children, to those that we have mentored or that we are supposed to be with and love one. And in those moments where we do this, what we're actually doing is, is causing them to become more insecure and not realizing that we're not building them up, right? Everything that we do in that moment where we lose our cool, where we get frustrated, it's actually a teardown to whomever the individual is on the receiving end, right? And so I think it's important for us to just look at those three things. So I got a few points that I want to give outside of this because, of course, I don't want to just talk about the what and the why, Um but we need to discuss the how. How can I, as an adult, as a parent, as a mentor, as a guardian, um, be better in these moments when I have things like this, right? When I, when I have these teachable moments, what can I do, right? So a few things I want you to consider. The first is this. Our impatience and our lack of communication runs deeper than our kids, right? And that's one of the things that I, I had to take a step back to learn in my adult phase now, as I think back to moments with, you know, with, with my dad and, and, and 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 the fact that like yo he's human and the reality is is that me as the child it wasn't just me like he's already dealing with a lot he's got a lot going on with you know with life probably trying to provide he's got to do the same thing for another child after he's done doing it with me he's got to spend time with my mom you know and, and so it's all of these different things that we as humans have to do within a short period of time right and so i want you all to understand that when we talk about our impatience right those moments where we can't keep a cool tone or a cool head and our lack of communication when it comes to yo this is what i know i i knew how to uh, I learned how to respond in anger and frustration from my parents or my parents' parents, right? Whatever it might be, it runs deeper than our kids. And that is what we have to get to have to get to. We've got to get to that deeply rooted point, that deeply rooted issue, that thing with inside of us that says, why am I like this? What makes me like this? What makes me tick? What makes me respond in these ways, right? And I think when we can do that, we set ourselves up for a greater level of success in, in being able to... Um, to have a hold on the emotional tie that comes with it, right? <clears throat> what do we need to unlearn is the next thing I want to impress upon you all. Thinking about this, right? What do I need to unlearn, right? Have I carried on some traits that, hey, I grew up with them and they were dysfunction, but because I grew up with them and they never stopped, I... I categorized them or identified them as normal, right? And this goes into that conversation now of where a lot of times we growing up as people have have identified and normalized dysfunction. So we think it's okay. We think that, oh, it's a part of life. Oh, they'll be fine. I, I was able to get through it. I, I, I overcame it. They'll be good. And the, the unfortunate part is that a lot of times it wasn't overcome in those moments. And it, it hasn't been overcome because clearly if you overcame it, you would understand that this is not something that I'm going to put on my child, right? My seed, the next that come after me, right? And so I think that's something that, uh, that, that is, needs to be heavily considered is what do we need to unlearn in those moments? Right. Next thing I have for you all is what healthy things do we need to pick up? What healthy habits, what healthy traits, what healthy communication skills can we start to pick up and utilize in these moments and spaces so that we can be better communicators overall? Right. Part of it is with our kids. But for some of us, we do this with our, our in our relationships with our, our spouses or our significant others. Um, for some of us, we do it in, in, in relationships with our parents. Right. We, we have very dysfunctional conversations with our folks. Definitely those 
those who grew up being, you know, to a degree verbally abused or dealing with, you know, this kind of response from a parent. Of course, when you get older, it's like, hey, well, I can give it back to you now because I'm grown and there's nothing you can do to me. Right. So what healthy things do we need to pick up habitually to start making some changes as well? Right. And then the final thing um, that I would encourage you all to consider in this moment is, is this a trait that's been passed down by generations? Right. If so, it's time to break the cycle. And because it's time to break the cycle, I want you to understand the gift that you have to be the one that breaks the cycle to be the individual that says you know what enough is enough no more i'm not doing this anymore i'm not going to be involved in this i'm not going to allow this to be a part of me right when you can do that i think what you find yourself doing is opening up a, a new path and a new doorway and it makes that um the picking up of healthy habits a lot easier because you've decided to be the one that says i'm not going to allow this cycle to continue i don't want to bring this kind of turmoil Oil, hurt, pain, confusion, frustration into my child. I don't, I, if, if our goal is to see those that we have and that we are, are pouring into better than us, then hey, this is a perfect opportunity for us to be able to do that, for, for us to be able to give them something different to lean on, right? And so for my parents out there that are working with your children, that, that obviously everybody's at home with this quarantine piece, right? I wanna encourage you all, right? If you need to take a moment away, Right. To be able to pull back in, in, in those moments where you're teaching your child and you feel like they're not getting it or um, maybe it's a, a, another relationship and the communication is lack. But specifically, I want to stick to this piece with the children. Listen, I, I need for you all to take that that time away when you have to, when you can, so that you aren't hurting your baby. So you aren't hurting the ones that you love. Right. Let's be mindful. Let's start to move in love. I would love to deepen this conversation. So I'll say this. Listen, if you're listening to this as a parent and you have questions do me a favor send me a message on uh either instagram richard.taylor jr on facebook richard l taylor jr or on twitter at truly taylor made i would love to hear from you all because i feel like there's a, there's a deeper conversation with this and i would love to be able to even have some guests on the show who could talk about this even more right like what are some of the things that you've done that have helped you to overcome because we need this now more than ever definitely when we talk about what's going on as far as the mental health of those around us and and those that we love those that we you're with, right? Guys, I love you and I want to see you win in all that you do. You are not losing in life. You are not failing. You are simply between the dream. Once again, make sure you get in tune with me, richardtaylorjr.com. You got all the socials and thank you once again for listening to this episode of Between the Dream. Make sure you uh, share, subscribe, and, and go ahead and like as well. Leave a, a positive review wherever you're listening from too. Love you guys. Talk to you soon.